Hi there, listeners. It's Farnoosh. And I just want to say I'm really honored that you've chosen to subscribe to So Money. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there. The fact that you're here is not lost on me. Now, if you're enjoying these episodes and you're benefiting from the advice and you want more, I've actually created something really special for us. It's called the So Money Members Club. It's an online platform where you can connect more closely with me and engage with fellow So Money fans who want to become more empowered in their financial lives. The website is So Money members.com. And when you go there, you'll learn all the benefits, including exclusive monthly finance workshops, private group calls with me. You get your questions answered in our member community. I'm often in there weighing in, and you get instant access to all of our workshop recordings. We have a robust library that's growing so far. We've had workshops on investing in real estate, kids and money, and how to earn more in 2024. And most of all, it's fun, positive, encouraging, all the things personal finance should be. Go to somoneymembers.com and I hope you'll join us. I'm limiting enrollment and doors will close soon. Check out somoneymembers.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hosting the So Money podcast for almost 10 years, I've been learning a lot about how to best serve you outside the show. I've begun to offer pop-up workshops and a So Money members club. And with each new line of business, a lot goes on behind every transaction. Stripe helps simplify and ease payments with tap to pay on iPhone, which helps me grow revenue and reach through accepting more in-person contactless payments when I'm out in real life promoting my programs. Tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe give me the ability to scale quickly quickly and stay flexible with quick setup and no additional hardware required. And it's not just ideal for me. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe help businesses of all sizes accept contactless payments right from an iPhone. Whether your customers want to use their card, Apple Pay, or other digital wallet, now you can accept contactless payments right from an iPhone. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. So many episodes, 1629, Ask Farnoosh. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome to So Money, everybody. I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. It's Friday, February 9th, 2024. If you're subscribed to my newsletter, you read how I have built wealth in 44 years. I wanted to focus on this. I have not 44 yet. I still have a few more days until my birthday. But ahead of that, I've been reflecting a lot on life and what has gotten me here. And someone uh, told me that I'm about to enter my midlife crisis phase. So I don't know. What is that supposed to feel like? I feel like I'm always someone who's thinking and strategizing and um, restless. So if it's more of 
that. I'm, I'm used to it. But I wanted to reflect on how I have built wealth, not just in the newsletter, but on this show, in case you're not subscribed to the newsletter. And if you aren't, you can go to farnoosh.tv forward slash newsletter and subscribers, you get a free download of the So Money ebook, which is a compilation of some of the best advice shared on this podcast. But let's start with that. Let's start today's show. I'm going to get to your questions. We've got questions about Roth IRA conversions and cashing out your stock options at work sophisticated things. But first, how have I amassed some wealth over the last decades? I started working at, uh, let's see, I was I got out of college. I went to graduate school and started working full time after that. So it was early 2000s. Number one, I would say that my curiosity has been such an asset in life. If you are a curious person or fuzul, as I was told growing up, which is Farsi for nosy, whatever. I think that this is something to leverage throughout your life. And in our financial lives, we naturally have a lot of questions. Sometimes we're embarrassed or shy, or we feel weird asking them out loud, or even feeling as though like, I don't know this, I should know this. And then start feeling bad about yourself. Just stop. Okay. I still have lots of questions when it comes to managing money. And I ask around, I have mentors, I use the internet, and this is how I've learned to uh, teach myself how to manage risk in my financial life and of everywhere. I ask the embarrassing questions and you know, this is why I do the Friday episodes here on So Money is so that I can answer, hopefully answer your money questions. And by the way, if you want to know how to get those questions to me, just DM me on Instagram at Farnoosh Tarabi. Follow me there, DM me. It's the easiest way. So curiosity number one, also I'd be remiss if I didn't include investing on this list, investing, investing, investing. I've been doing this consistently since my early twenties in the stock market and in myself, in my business. Those are the two areas primarily. I'm not into crypto. I don't go for hot stocks. I don't have an annuity. I prefer investments that have historically strong track records that are low fee. There are no gimmicks. Investing is one of the most powerful ways to grow your money quickly. If you just put your money in savings, it's not going to suffice in 30 years with the rising cost of living. That money is going to actually lose value. What you can buy today with $5 is going to be significantly less in 30 years with that same $5. So if you do nothing and you just let it sit, you're actually working in the opposite direction. Your money's working in the opposite direction for you. I also want to admit that I've had a fair bit of luck in my financial life. Yes, you didn't think I was going to say that, but luck and timing has really benefited me and I can't take any credit for that. But to list a few things, my parents, for one, helped me out. They helped me out by teaching me about money when I was young, not everything, but enough so that I didn't get into too much trouble. But they told me about saving and credit. And so at the very least, when I became an independent adult, I had some fluency around money. I was able to feel comfortable researching it, asking questions, thinking about it, talking about it, which I know that alone is very hard for people who don't have that kind of background and that kind of upbringing. And very tactically, my parents helped me out by paying for my college tuition. 
I couldn't go anywhere I wanted, but I was able to go to Penn State and come out of college without debt. I went to graduate school and my parents helped me there a little bit, but I still ended up graduating with about $30,000 in debt. That was a combination of student loans mostly and some credit card debt. So they've they helped me out when they could, and I don't take that for granted. People have also given me great opportunities when they probably didn't have to. I mean, look, I've worked hard. You can be lucky and you can work hard. And I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion too, but like anybody who has been fortunate and we've all been fortunate in different ways, luck gives us a leg up in life. And I I think we should talk about it. I think it's important to be transparent about these things, not again to discredit us, but to shine a light on all the things that we're grateful for and to also say to those who are Looking at me, for example, and going, oh my God, how'd she do it? I could never get to where Farnoosh is. Well, you can, but I also think I need to be upfront and transparent about the fact that I had help in some ways that you may not, but it's not to say that's the only reason why I'm here. It has helped, but it's not the only reason. And I will also be the first to say that there are many people in this world who are very lucky but they don't do anything with that luck. They don't take it to the next level. They don't learn how to leverage that luck. And so luck is the sort of thing where it's like use it or lose it. Another thing that's really helped me build wealth, and this might surprise you, or at least you're surprised that I'm saying this out loud, is my failures. I have made awful mistakes with my money and in my business, starting a business with co-founders I barely knew. That's one. And then I uh, max out a business line of credit with these co-founders. That's two. And then uh, more recently, I failed to see that the money that I rolled over into an IRA was sitting in cash for a whole year. I thought that the rollover meant that it would just roll over into all the same index funds. But no, it meant it was going to now just sit in cash. And I didn't know that. But luckily, I guess, again, luck, it wasn't a terrible year to be saving money in 2023, right? Yields were pretty high. So I guess it could have been worse. But these are all lessons. And I'm the sort of person that accepts the failure and leverages the failure so that the next time I apply the learnings and I do better. And I tell you about them too, so that you can hopefully do better and not not do me. Lastly, mentorship. This is a short list. This isn't a full comprehensive list, but mentorship has definitely been one of the top five ways that I have been able to grow in my life, in my career, in my financial life. I am obsessed with leaning on the guidance of people who are smarter than me, meaning that, you know, they've experienced things that I haven't, they've learned from failures that I haven't, and they can support me and they will be the first to warn me of risks. They'll be the first to support me and they'll be the first to warn me of risks. Your circle matters. I know there's this expression. I don't know if I love it that much, but it's like, you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. I mean, I hang out with my kids a lot of the times and um, I'm smarter than my kids, but they do teach me quite a, quite a bit. They, they do uh, bring me down to earth a lot of the days. So I, I think that's a good circle, but I think it puts a lot of pressure on us to feel like we have to really search high and far for our people and our circle. And, but you don't. And I've actually created something for all of us to make my circle accessible to your circle. It's called the So Money Members Club. 
you may have heard about it if you've been listening to the show this week. I've been talking about this enrollment period right now that I have going on for this brand new community that I've built basically around this podcast, which is now in its ninth year. This is a safe, judgment-free space to learn about money. We're going to up-level our financial game together. We're going to benefit from our community of people who've been there and done that. They have failures, they have wins, and we share it and we learn from each other. And you get more access to me and my 20 plus years of financial insights, experience. Every month, there's going to be a new live training, which I record as well. So you don't have to join the live training. You can just watch it in your own free time. We have office hours where you can stop by and ask me whatever's on your money mind. This month, it's a great time to join because there are two live trainings where we're going to be talking about how to make more money. Whether you work for a company or you run your own company, your own business, I've got lots and lots of things to share and it's low risk. You can join right now. It's the lowest price it will ever be. I can't keep this price where it's at forever. The price will jump after Monday. So if you want to get in, this is the time. But it's low risk. As I said, you can sign up. If you're not happy with it within the first 30 days, you can get your money back. And then you can also cancel at any time. But we are filling up. I've been promoting this for about a week and we're fast filling up. My goal is not to get everybody in the club right away. We're limiting enrollment right now. We're going to, I'm going to reopen down the road. I'm not sure when, but this is a great time to get in as a founding member of the So Money Members Club, because this will mean you'll have a smaller group, more access to me. You'll get in on our workshops early and I'm adding perks as I go along. So right now I'm pitching this as a monthly membership where you get live workshops from me, office hours, you get to benefit from the community. There's a vault of growing recordings and I'm adding more stuff, really good stuff like commercial free episodes of this podcast. Eventually you're going to be able to listen to this whole podcast without ever listening to an ad if you're a member. It's evolving. And if you get in now, you get to grow with the membership at this very low price that I've put it at right now. I hope to see you in the first cohort. Now with turning 44, I've been focusing more on my health because we know we talk about this here on the show, health is wealth. And so for the past eight months or so, I've been weightlifting more. I've been doing more strength training three times a week. And then I'm trying to do some cardio or a bar class or a HIIT workout one or two times a week. Uh, and for the past few weeks, I've tried something new. I've been giving AG1 a try every morning. Have you heard about AG1? It's this nutritional supplement which I have to say, I've never been one to consume supplements in their pill form. It's a sensory thing for me, but AG1 is a liquid supplement drink that's honestly been really good for me. It offers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics. It's just one scoop mixed in water once every morning for me. And it's been great for my immune health. As I've just been telling you, I've been pretty busy these first couple of months. I've been launching some new projects. I've been going hundred miles an hour, not getting sick, not feeling as tired as I should. I have a lot of stamina. And so for all these reasons, I'm thrilled to welcome AG1 as a new partner of this show. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash so money. That's drinkag1.com forward slash so money. Check it out. Let me know what you think.
If you missed any of our episodes this week, oh my gosh, the Wednesday episode is going viral. It's uh, I knew it would because it's about social security. It's crazy. Social security is one of the hottest topics on the internet. You know, when it comes to personal finance, there's nothing hotter than social security, believe it or not. It's not loud budgeting or any of that. It's social security. And on Wednesday, we had Ann Turgeson, a reporter for the Wall Street Journal on to talk about an article she recently co-wrote called, Here's What It's Like to Retire on Almost Nothing But Social Security which currently averages $1,900 a month. Can you imagine being in your 60s, your 70s, maybe you're living alone, you're disabled, and you're making $1,900 a month, that's it. And you're on your own. How are people doing it? Anne and her co-writer, Veronica Dagger at The Journal, they profiled multiple people across the country who are doing this. And it's, I have to say, pretty inspiring. Still invest for retirement, but uh, I was pretty impressed with the creativity that has to happen, I guess, when you're living simply off of Social Security. And then on Monday, we spoke to Regina Lawless, who is the former head of DEI at Instagram. And now she has a new book out called Do You, A Journey of Success, Loss and Learning to Live a More Meaningful Life. Her mission is to help high achieving black women find purpose beyond their paycheck to experience more bliss in their lives and sustainable success at work and at home. We talked about how to bring your whole self to work these days, how to do it safely and successfully. And of course, how can black women and people of color redefine their career framework on their own terms? This is Regina's expertise. So encourage you to go back and listen to that episode if that interests you. In the mailbag today, we've got questions about Roth IRA conversions. Someone in the audience wants advice around what to do after selling your company stock. Should you reinvest it? Do you save it? What do you do? What are some things we should know for doing this for the first time? I've got some experience, personal experience. But first, let's celebrate our reviewer of the week. This person gets a free 15-minute phone call with me to talk about whatever's on their money mind. This week, we're going to say thank you to Vanessa G21, who left a review saying, I really enjoy this podcast. It's refreshing and actually fun to get financial advice and tips that I can implement to build healthy financial habits. I resonate with Farnoosh's background and its influence on her old money mentality. Yes. Yes. I talked about how I've had to change my mind on some financial philosophies over the years. I used to think that rent was money down the drain. No, it is not. Just had a conversation with a friend about this this week who's selling her house and she's got three kids and she's like, you know, I'm just going to rent for a while because I want to cash out of my house. I need the equity. Times are a little tricky um, and it would be great for us to have that flexibility that comes with cash in the bank. And I know a lot of people are sitting on gold mines right now with their homes having appreciated over the last few years. But it's not liquid, right? Until you cash out, which is hard to do if you're planning to go and buy something again right away. There's no inventory. Uh, So renting is very strategic right now for people who want to cash out of their equity, have some more flexibility in their lives. And then as my friend said, in a year, hopefully when the market's thawed a little and there's more, more inventory, she'll have the money to pounce and be a competitive buyer. So I've done this. I've, I've rented um, at least twice in recent years in between selling homes as a strategy because it's really hard to buy and sell 
immediately at the same time, unless you've got oodles of cash in the bank. But typically we have to sell, get the money out and then take some time to buy. And and that for me at least has meant renting and I don't regret it. But anyway, back to you, Vanessa, Vanessa G21. Thank you so much for leaving this kind review. Glad to have you in the audience. Let me know you left this review. You can DM me on Instagram quick and easy, or you can email me farnoosh at so many Let me know you left this review and I will send you a link to pick a time for us to have a call. Thanks so much. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. For the longest time, I dreaded buying bras. It was like shopping for jeans. Impossible. You want a bra that's sexy. You want a bra that's comfortable. You can't have both. Well, now you can, thanks to Third Love. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, the ick, the ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem or problem. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school. Get smoothing, you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made with premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with the code podcast15. Did you know that I'm a podcast host and also a mind reader? Because I know that you want to grow your portfolio to deal with the rising costs of inflation, to pay off your debt or your mortgage. You want to attack pretty much anything standing in the way of you and your financial freedom, right? Well, here's one solution, more knowledge. This podcast helps, I hope. And you can use Yahoo Finance, where you can get access to the news, data, and tools that you need to help reach your definition of financial freedom. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. They're the number one finance destination, and I know because I worked there for many years, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, customizable charts, so much more. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. The weather's getting warmer as I record. It's a nice 73 degrees on the East Coast. So finally, time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and fingers crossed hello to shorts and tees. And I need to update my wardrobe for the long haul. And you know, I don't want to spend a fortune. So luckily I found Quince. I'm honest. I've got a lineup of timeless pieces from Quince that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, 
and tons more. Best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I have t-shirts from Quince, pajamas from Quince. My very chic and fashionable sister-in-law, Hannah, her whole closet is Quince. And people often stop us and ask, where did you get this? Don't tell me the price. And then when I do, they're shopping on quince.com. Get warm weather ready with quince. Go to quince.com slash so money for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash so money to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so money. All right, let's get to the mailbag. First up, uh, audience member wants to know about how to do a Roth IRA conversion. Just saying those words out loud, I know this podcast is going to go viral again. The most boring stuff goes viral in personal finance. You know, it's not like the sexy trends on TikTok. It is things like Roth IRA rollovers. Actually, I actually did a whole post on this in my So Money members community recently. It's actually where this question came up. So first, let's review the basics of a Roth IRA. I think a lot of us know what this is, but just to recap, a Roth IRA, IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. It's a tax-advantaged investment vehicle or account that is designed to help us save for retirement. It's not like a traditional IRA where the contributions from a, in a, towards a traditional IRA reduce your taxable income today. Contributions to a Roth are made with after-tax dollars, meaning that your withdrawals in retirement are then are then tax-free because you've already paid the taxes today. Roth IRAs offer flexibility. They allow contributions at any age, and there are no mandatory withdrawals during your lifetime. There are income limitations and contributions are capped annually. This year, the annual cap is, let's see, $7,000 or $8,000 if you're 50 years old or older. So that's Roth IRAs in a nutshell. As I mentioned, there is an income limitation. Not everybody can contribute to a Roth IRA. If you make more than the income limitation, which I believe this year, let's look it up, for single individuals, If you make more than $161,000 in 2024, you are not eligible. For couples that are married and they're filing jointly, if your joint adjusted gross income is over $240,000, you are no longer eligible for contributing to a Roth IRA unless you do what's called a Roth IRA conversion. My brain sometimes breaks when I have to think about this, but here's how this works. If you have an existing traditional IRA or an existing 401k from a previous employer and you want to convert it into a Roth IRA, you can. You can do this at any income level. There's no restriction, but because it's kind of like a backdoor in, it's not a direct contribution. It's a backdoor in. So sometimes this is called a backdoor Roth IRA or Roth IRA conversion. This way people can benefit from tax-free withdrawals in retirement, which is like the nicest thing. But what you convert to a Roth IRA from this traditional IRA or a 401k, which I guess then you first have to make a traditional IRA and then it becomes a Roth IRA, you do have to pay taxes the year that you convert this money. So you got to be prepared for that. And a lot of times it has to come out of your savings. So you got to make sure that money is set aside before you do this. That's why it's helpful to work with a tax professional just to understand the implications based on your individual financial situation. How do you do this? If you have a financial planner, they can totally help you. You can DIY it though. You can just 
you reach the financial institution you want to work with, Fidelity, Vanguard, Schwab, you can do it online, you can do it in person, you can even call them. Customer service representatives can usually just guide you through the process and answer any specific questions you have. But the first step is to identify the account that you want to convert. So maybe it's a traditional IRA that you have and identify the institution that you want to work with. It may be the institution where the traditional IRA already exists, which would make it easy. But if you want to switch over, that's fine too. You just have to contact that brokerage and let them know you want to do this and they can help to facilitate the money transfer. Because what you don't want to have happen, right, is you don't want to cash out accidentally and inadvertently this traditional IRA because then you got to pay penalties and taxes for an early withdrawal. You want to make this essentially a rollover, which means that the money never hits your bank account. There's no check coming in the mail. It's just going from one account to the next. But you do have to pay those taxes. And if you want to know what those taxes are going to be, there are calculators online. But if you've got access to someone who can help you because they are a tax specialist or even a financial planner, they should be able to point you in the right direction, tell you how much to set aside. So that's a Roth IRA conversion or backdoor Roth IRA. Now on to more sophisticated things. We have an anonymous question from the mailbag, which is this. I've worked for my tech company for five years, Farnoosh, and I'm going to be making my first trade of RSUs, which stands for restricted stock units, because the stock is at an all-time high. So this person wants to cash out as my old mentor, Jim Kramer, when I worked at thestreet.com, used to say, he'd say, pigs get slaughtered. And that was his metaphor for greedy investors who just never cashed out because they just thought their stocks were just going to always go up. And this is, he was speaking specifically to traders, right? People who had individual stocks, not people who are like index funding their investments. But in this case, our friend here in the audience does have a specific stock that she is cashing out because it's reached a nice level and she wants to benefit from the gains. Now she says, I'm splitting the proceeds into two high yield savings accounts at different institutions so that it is FDIC insured, which suggests that this is a substantial amount of money because we know FDIC insurance, if you um, have more than $250,000 at a particular institution bank savings, uh, you want to spread that out because it that is the cap on FDIC insurance per account holder per financial institution. So that's smart that she's doing that. She says she has already maxed out on her tax sheltered retirement option. So I guess she's moving over to now these high yield savings accounts because for her, it feels like the next best move, but she's not sure. Is this the right move? And do I have any other tips for someone who's going through this for the first time? So I've actually been through this recently, my friend, and it was a doozy, let me tell you. I had RSUs at a company and they would vest, which is something that happens. You know, you ha- you don't get the money right away. It's sort of a carrot that companies use to keep you at your at the company to increase retention. It was a doozy because because my company made me pay taxes on the gains as the shares invested even though I wasn't cashing out. So that's no fun. 
I have to pay capital gains tax for something that I haven't even benefited from yet that could also lose value in the next quarter. I mean, it was just almost like, I don't want this, you know, it was almost not worth it. It was fine in the end. I I did make some money, but I had to work very closely with my tax preparer, who's a CPA, to understand how to best report this on my tax return so that I wasn't double taxed. The paperwork that you get from your company is very important. You want to keep that. And there's going to be some follow-up paperwork too. So you cash this out this year. They're going to have to send you another tax statement in the beginning of 2025 that reflects again on this transaction. You want to keep on them to make sure that they're sending you the paperwork because what I was worried about was that, you know, no, the IRS didn't know, did they know that I had paid the taxes? Because here's how we did the taxes. The company that I worked for gave me a loan in the amount of my tax liability. They offered me a very, very low interest loan that I was paying back and I had agreed to pay it back within a a few months. And then I left the company before I was done paying off that loan. So then I paid off the loan in its entirety. All this to say, like, I was still not sure how this company was reporting this to the IRS because when I go to do my taxes, it just looks like Farnoosh cashed out all this money. But did they know that I paid my taxes? So I was like really, really concerned about that. And I have all the paperwork and I kept my tax preparer in the loop about this the every step of the way because they don't know anything until I tell them, right? So I guess all this to say, and that's sorry, that was really confusing, but I guess all this to say is it's really important that you keep communication clear and open with your employer and whoever's preparing your taxes. The tax implications of RSUs are different with every company. They're different. So you really want to be clear on what your liability is now or in the future or both. Now, as far as what to do with the money, you say that you have maxed out your tax sheltered retirement options, things like maybe a 401k, an IRA. Cool. High yield savings is fine, but I'm curious, when do you need this money? Do you plan to use this money in the next five to seven years? If yes, then high yield savings accounts are the way to go. If you don't plan on touching this money or don't foresee needing this money for at least another seven, 10, 15 years, I'd say why not put it in an index fund tracking the US stock market? You can open up a brokerage account, then purchase an index fund on that platform, or you can ask the platform to create a diversified investment portfolio for you if you want more diversity and doing it that way where this isn't going to give you any tax benefits today, but you have potential for more growth over the next 10 years than putting it in a high yield savings account, which is a little misleading because high yield, we know like in most years, it's like 1%, right? Right now we're used to these like four or 5% savings accounts. Accounts, but extrapolated, you know, over 10, 15 years, you're averaging still like 1% or maybe even less. So the stock market historically does do better than 1% over 10 years, right? On average. And so that's why I would just question your interest in a high yield savings account right now versus maybe a brokerage account. And even if you take the money out, let's say, in a year or two, you're going to be paying long-term capital gains on that, which is still less than income tax for most people. So just something else to think about. Maybe you split it between high yield savings and something a little bit more aggressive if you are committed to not needing this money for at least another seven to 10 years. 
And that's our show, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in this Friday. It's Super Bowl weekend. I don't know who you're cheering for, but I'm pretty excited for Usher. I'm excited for the commercials. I might even try some new recipes. Not so much into the sport, but into all the periphery, (laughs) all the peripherals of a sports game. I hope you consider signing up for the So Money Members Club. Enrollment ends on Monday night. I was going to make it Sunday, but then I thought, oh, Super Bowl, people might forget. So I'm giving everybody another 24 hours on Monday. If you have any questions, DM me on Instagram, email me for newshitsomoneypodcast.com. Hope to see you in the group and I hope your weekend is so money. Hosting the So Money Podcast for almost 10 years, I've been learning a lot about how to best serve you outside the show. I've begun to offer pop-up workshops and a So Money Members Club. And with each new line of business, a lot goes on behind every transaction. Stripe helps simplify and ease payments with Tap to Pay on iPhone, which helps me grow revenue and reach through accepting more in-person contactless payments when I'm out in real life promoting my programs. Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe give me the ability to scale quickly quickly and stay flexible with quick setup and no additional hardware required. And it's not just ideal for me. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe help businesses of all sizes accept contactless payments right from an iPhone. Whether your customers want to use their card, Apple Pay, or other digital wallet, now you can accept contactless payments right from an iPhone. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com/tapiphone. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.